You're listening to The Sideline Story, the platform for all rugby league identities to voice their journey, their sideline story. Welcome to episode 23 of the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Tassoni, and join with me on the virtual studio panel are my co-hosts, Gildy and Clarky. How are we, lads? Hey, good, mate. How good's COVID? It's mad. I love being in the virtual studio. I love not being able to, to slap Gildy on the on the arm. You good, Gildy? Yeah, it's, uh, I am, but it's shit. I hate it. <laughs> Two weeks for the listeners that aren't in uh, that aren't Sydney based, and we have plenty that are Australia based and South African based, Canadian based, American based, England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, uh, America. I think I said America. Um, yeah. Ger- German listeners, French listeners, guys, we're in lockdown in Sydney for two weeks, and we're upset because I I can't hit guilty. That's my biggest issue. I can't hit him. So, you know. But whatever, let's plough through, guys. Hey, eh? we still get to talk to each other, and you know what? Everyone's going to be listening because what else they're going to be doing? Yeah, you know what it's I mean. Very true. <laughs> Shout out to our um, beer sponsor, that Clarkie's the only one, <laughs> only one, he's the only one that's able to drink at the moment. <laughs> I'm not drinking it now because, as much as I'd love to have a beer at 9:30 on a Monday morning <laughs> while I'm at home by myself, <laughs> I'm not that type of guy. Shout out to our beer sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company. Please give them a follow by clicking the link in our biography on Instagram, Facebook, or the timestamp description in our episode. And to keep up to date with us, the listeners, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast handle. Boys, how good was uh, the Sideline Story with Mick Labinskis? Boys, he was a champion, man. He was very, very good to talk to. Yeah, if... well. If no one, if you haven't listened to it yet, obviously you have to jump on board and and have a listen because it's yeah, it's a it's a tri- it's a good old fashioned trip down memory lane, really. In all honesty, he was awesome to talk to. He was just a genuine genuine bloke that you know was a part of a golden era in the seventies, playing for the Western Suburbs Magpies and Balmain Tigers for a year, and you know forty years later, he's still giving back to the game that you know. I guess kickstarted a career for him. So you know, for I'll tell you that- what, he gets a lot. He gets a lot of love on um, gets a lot of love on the West um, supporters Facebook pages. They oh, whenever man. you put anything up about Mick Labinskis, they they love it. I'll tell you one thing: mm. the bloke's a monster. Yeah, have easy, Bruh. But it's nearly seventy years old, and he's t- he's a head taller than you, Gildy. Yeah, he's a big man. <laughs> he's a beast. But look, for anyone that hasn't listened to it yet, do yourselves a favour and do so. 
uh, what better way to enjoy your time in house arrest slash COVID life? So, boys, let's talk state of origin game two played on a Sunday at Brisbane's Suncorp Stadium during rep round. The New South Wales Blues dominated, dominated the Queensland Maroons 26 to 0 to take out the 2021 series with a game still in hand. Boys, I'll start with this question. Is this the best New South Wales Blues team ever assembled? Or is Queensland one of the worst teams to ever be assembled? Or is it both? No, um, man, I think that with regards to Queensland, it's not one of the worst teams. It's just that, yeah, New South Wales are just playing so well. It's, it's not about them being the worst. I'm sick and tired of hearing Cooper Cronk had a crack at them. I'll tell you what, you put Cooper Cronk in that side, you take Daly Cherry, and Daly Cherry Evans out, not much difference, I'll tell you right now. Not with that New South Wales side. And I'm sick and tired of hearing Fatty Vaughan. They just turn each other on each other, the Queenslanders, when they're not winning. Big crybabies. Mate, Vaughan didn't sugarcoat it at all. He said, we may as, not, we may as well not run game three. Mate, That's he's a winger. Do you reckon he's, yeah, a he's a winger? Yep, absolutely. I you know what? There's, there's, there's still guys trying out there. Yeah. They don't go out there not to try. And he's made it out as if, oh, I'll tell you what, Vorton's not making a difference in that side at peak. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. Clarky, what do you think? I think, it's a, <clears throat> I think it's a bit more of a combination than what Gilby's saying. Obviously, it is a red hot, absolutely red hot New South Wales team. And I think it... <clears throat> I think it might be a bit premature to say, is it the best ever? It mm. could, well, in two or three years' time, I wouldn't be, I'm not going to be shocked if we win two or three in a row and then we say it's the best. But I just think your big player, like Cameron Munster, he almost played worse last night than game one. Oh, he was worse last do reckon, night. Do you, reckon he, do you reckon he played worse though or he just didn't get the ball in the right spots? But... Whose fault but is, Cameron, is Cameron, their but shape? Cameron Munster's Cameron Munster's known for just taking the game by the scruff of the neck and just and dominating. And he, it's like he's still playing injured. He must be because he's too good uh, to give up two performances like that. I, I just don't. I, when we talk about his performances, I don't see him getting smashed. I don't see him getting the ball very much. Um, he played. He, he threw that good ball to Xavier Coates and Trebojevic stopped the try. That that was a good ball. He plays on the left side. I, you know what, man? I just I think New South Wales is just playing awesome. It's just one of those things. It's very. What, what's he meant to do? He can't do those amazing kicks like he did last year. Like if you were going to ask me last year about the side last year for Queensland, they looked far worse. Yeah. But they won. Mm. Look, I think. It was telling for the halves. I think Cherry Evans was was the one that buckled more so than than Munster. I feel, Man, I, I, I feel, I, I feel like. That when, but when they were in good, like I say that on the basis of when they had good field position because we made mistakes. We dropped the ball in the middle of the field in game two. We dropped the ball in our red zone in game two more so than game one. They didn't get opportunities in game one. They had we opportunities. We, we gave, gave them opportunities. Of, we gave them a lot of opportunity last night, and, and they all got over had, the green as well. 
with yeah. some of the calls. And, yeah, hundred percent. Like DCE was a DCE was a professional foul. That was ten in the bit every day of the week. Like if he does that on the weekend for Manly, he gets ten in the bit. Hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah, the, yeah, I can't remember who he took out, but he took yeah, someone out. Him. Like there was a, that's a professional foul. Like, and yeah. all they had, all they had in attack <clears throat> was kick to Kyle Felton and hopefully he jumps over the top, two foot tall garden known Brian Tyler. Yeah, man. Do you know? Look, seriously though, like they kept they persisted with Capewell. He got found out again. And then some pundits gave Capewell good rating, mate. Yeah. He's not a centre's arsehole. I feel sorry yeah. for Kurt. I feel sorry for Kurt Cable because he's not a centre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like by any stretch of the imagination. He's probably coming from the Penrith system and in the form that he's in, he's probably the best second rower the Queensland have. But they play him in the centres. Man, I think Kafusi is playing well. Like he plays 80 minutes. I think he's underrated. It's not his like they're not going through Kafusi. You just got mate. When you got Latrell Mitchell on one side, Latrell is a beast. He's unstoppable. Like his friends, like he's standing still and he's just throwing blokes off him. It doesn't matter who it is. You I could have been Josh you Papali. Saw, you saw it with Gagai. Like Gagai had him. He planted. He had him lined up, and and Latrell didn't look like he looked effortless. And he bumped There's him just off. Nothing. And there's nothing in look, seriously. Mate, like, there's some players that are special. Greg Inglis was special. Mm. Jared Haynes special. Mate, mm. Latrell Mitchell and Tom Trevojevic are just special. You can't they don't have a player like that right now. You know what? Tommy Turbo to to the to the if we're comparing it to game one, he was quiet quiet more quiet than he was in game one. And he still Mate, I, did brilliant things. I think he came looking for the ball over once. All, I don't know if you noticed, but New South Wales scored all the points on that other side, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It, honestly, it's- like, I'll go back to the question. There is, there is some weight to this side for Queensland being their worst. Really, like, well, they, they, like- they were playing like... New South Wales were when we were in our eight-game rut, you know, our eight-game losing streak. And when they had field position, they looked frantic and panicked. I was saying to you as before we started recording, the start of the match, the start of every, every Origin match is, is always fired up. And then Queensland got the ball in their red zone and there was a pass from Christian Welch where he offloaded it to no one. They lost about 15 metres. And they panicked and they, they got about six metres in a set, kicked the ball out. I went, they're going to get p- pumped here because they look frantic. They look panicked. They look disjointed, unstructured, and they don't know what they're doing. And they didn't. And I didn't, look, I didn't look, enjoy man. the game. I didn't enjoy the game because I was happy. As a New Zealand supporter, I'm happy because they, they're a great side. They're a very good side. But that wasn't a contest. Neither, neither games were contests. It was, what was the end score? Just 20, like origin. I love Origin. 26 nil. Was the end score 26 nil? Yeah. Yeah. Man, look, I thought, um, look, even though McCulloch's a great tackler, I thought when Ben Hunt came on, he gave him a bit of spark at a dummy half. Yeah. And that just shows me that they really miss Harry Grant and to some extent, Reed Marnie. 
yeah. would have been both players that would have shown a little bit more. And then, you know, if we forget that Ponga, Ponga's been out the whole time. Ponga yeah. just had something different. And now then we've got 26 nil. Maybe it becomes 14 nil. And then are they the worst Queens? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Queensland are a bit unlucky with regards to, you know, who they've got to pick from as well. I, I just I just find that if we had injuries, if New South Wales had injuries, I feel like the only position they would struggle to fill is probably the hooker role. But then again, Damien Cook's role yesterday and game one was distribute the ball to the right people, crisp, and you're doing your job. That's all he had to do. Did he even run once? Yeah, he ran once and got pumped. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's because my father-in-law was like, he's like, why isn't Cookie right? I'm like, because he doesn't have to. He doesn't no, have he to. Doesn't have to. Nah. Uh, he, he, what's he going to do? He's going to run and then he's going to, and that, that time that he runs, Latrell or Turbo or Teddy doesn't get the ball and they're going to be more effective. Yeah, true. Um, is, is, it, is it any coincidence? <clears throat> I don't know why I've just thought of this. And mm. I don't know if anyone else has brought this up. Is it any coincidence that the two in, in inverted commas, worst Queensland teams mm. that they've produced is on the back of the Brisbane Broncos being looking like they're going to go back-to-back wooden spooners? Well, fuck. If they didn't pick oh. Xavier Coates, that would have been the first game ever since Broncos' inception that they didn't have a Broncos player representing either team. Yeah. It's and- not a coincidence. Oh, Payne Hart. No, no, it'll be the first time Queensland. Queensland, sorry, sorry, I, I'm in Queensland. Yeah, but or or mate, Cameron Smith not playing the last two years. So. Well, yeah, that obviously that is that's a huge, huge issue in itself. But it has to be the the Brisbane effect. That has to be the the main thing. Well, Queensland in general's going no good. Like Titans and like, Cowboys are also poor. Like, there's a reason. Like, Kirk, in my opinion, Kirk Catewell should be the other second row with Felice Kafusi in a perfect world. But they have to pick him at centre because there's no one else. Yeah. Hey, what are you talking about, man? There's Javid Bowen. <laughs> That's true. There, there is Javid you know, Bowen. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. We go, oh, we have to pick him at centre. No, they don't. Because you know what? It didn't work the first time. It didn't work the second time. Try something else. Yeah. You've got to try oh, something else. Well, you can't just try... keep going with the same thing. No, they'll try something else now. 100%. But, mate, Tom Opacek's probably going to make his debut. And yeah. like nothing against Tom Opacek, like, but yeah, he's, he's going to Tom Opacek's going to have to Turbo. Tom Opacek's going to have to come up against Turbo. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but look, is is there weight to this being the best New South Wales team ever assembled? Because this is their first year together. Is. This is their first year together, like with the halves pairing, um, and you know more of a Penrith contingent and Penrith is flying high. It's not being around the bush. It's obvious. I feel like this should have been New South Wales fourth series win in a row, but they they choked last year. It was them choking. I stand by it. They choked. It was, it wasn't, it was Queensland. It was Queensland winning, like snatching the win. Munster was brilliant last year. Him and, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you can't play like that every year. You can't do that every year. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Yeah. Mate, there's but, definitely weight behind it. Yeah. It's like I said, I'm I'm not gonna be shocked. And I'd actually be more I'd be more shocked if in a couple of years' time 
it isn't regarded as like undeniably the the best the best New South Wales team because that's Mate, that's yeah. the that's the trajectory that they're on. Mm. I think I think they're the best backs I've ever seen. There you go. I don't know if they're the best forwards. They're good forwards, but they're not the best forwards. Yeah, but it might be the best complete team. Yeah, uh, that's right. Man, there was some. Te- no, nah, I don't agree, man. There were some teams with Fittler and Johns when Queensland, when it was close to games, because Queensland were putting together better teams as well. It doesn't mean that those teams, those New South Wales teams, wouldn't have beat this New South Wales team. Hmm. Look, I'll say this, boys. When the game, when the games are equaling seventy-six to six, that's that's the score at the moment. They're, they're at the moment. This is the highest deficit. 70 points is the highest deficit in origin history. If they win game three convincingly, it's going to be the highest deficit ever. Could, could, it, could it be something to do with the rule changes as well? Yes. No, of, course. of course it could. Of course it could. So, so, so we, if we're going to go on the stats of, of points scored, mm. man, you know, like we're, we're comparing apples with oranges. So, well, still the. Um... Still the first Queensland team to not score a point in Queensland, though. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's one of the more damning stats. Well, well at Suncorp, they scored, they scored six points at North Queensland, which is crazy. But, yeah. boys, when, to my point, when there's drubbings like this, it's hard to give State of Origin the, the label of the pinnacle of the game, is it? Sorry. Oh, here we go. Here we go, Clarky. <laughs> is he serious? How good yeah. was that weekend, though? It was just yeah. a mad weekend of footy. Boring. <laughs> it was boring because you know what I did on Saturday allowed night? to play. You know go. what I did on Saturday night? I watched the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> that's because, just, that's because there were no international no games. You flops. <laughs> <laughs> Look, boys, some late drama in the lead-up to Game 2 of State of Origin. Some frantic scrambling for Queensland's back line. Obviously, last week when it was announced, Reese Walsh, seven-game NRL player, he was uh, thrust into the fullback role for Queensland. On the Friday, he tweaked his hamstring, got ruled out to play. Then Queensland said, excuse me, number 19, Ronaldo Molotalo, you are getting your debut. Obviously, the Sharks wing is elated, you know what I mean? Problem though, Ronaldo was born and raised in New Zealand and moved to Australia at the age of 13 years and 11 months. The rule, which has been set since December of 2012, dictates that you represent the state that you played most of your junior years at, but you must have begun playing juniors in either state prior to your 13th birthday. So he was nearly 14. The only way he could have qualified. Yeah. Guess what? Couldn't give a fuck. That's, that's Queensland's problem. You know what? You know, they, Jonathan Thurston came out and tried to blame New South Wales that he couldn't play. I couldn't care less. You know what? It's, I feel sorry for him, but no one's problem, but Queensland's. Work it out. First of all, you got a shit state. Second of all, you got a shit team. Sort it out. Well, that, well, you've already answered. You've already gone. You've gone. Um, you've answered my first question, Guilty. The question I was going to ask was, who is at fault for this debacle? And, and Queensland's fault. I agree. I, I agree with you I because the NRL has set this set this 
uh, criteria for eligibility for a decade. And it is, it is shit for Mulatalo. It really is. It really is. Because he would be confused when he's playing under, under 18s and under 20s origin. I don't, I don't blame him for being confused as to why I'll, you can play those I'll and then you can't you, play I'll, senior origin. I'll tell you one more thing. Hmm. Shouldn't have even been there anyway. That was so awkward, him still just hanging around the team with his Queensland gear on. <laughs> I want to know when – so he he gets named – so he got named a week ago now. Yeah, as the 19th cool. man. Mate, yeah. I would pay so much money to, to figure out, like, the inner workings. Did, New South, did someone from New South Wales know this, like, a week no, ago? So I, I heard about this. So I, I watched an interview. What happened was apparently um, – he, he had a uh, he. Someone interviewed him, and in the article, he said that it was when he was just about to turn fourteen. And as soon as the article came out, um, someone's gone. Well, hold on, it's the thirteen rule. So what's the when go? Did the and then they've come done out? some. It was this week because he's only just made the side. Mm. Yeah, but apparently this apparently this all didn't come to light until um, um, Saturday night. No, 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 no. They knew they were trying to work out. They're in damage control. They were trying to work out what the fuck they were going to do. Oh, I heard. I heard New South Wales put in a, a basically said to the NRL, he's not eligible. I thought that was on Saturday night, and then Sunday morning the NRLs. But it was Sunday morning that the NRL made a ruling that he can't come yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm what I'm saying is they knew. They knew, and they were going. Uh, what do we do? Yeah. Look, just to, just to reiterate, Clarky, I think you're on board with it. It's Queensland's fault, right? They it was there, it was on the onus of them to find out if like, Mulatalo was fit to play. But yeah. doesn't that just Paul Green looks like an absolute moron as a result oh, of this? Xavier yeah. Coates, I don't know, obviously a lot of tries have scored down his edge. Mate, he was one fault. of the only players who had a dig last night. Mate, yeah. And those he, tries weren't he, his fault. But, mate, I reckon if Ronaldo Mulitano played, they'd probably score more tries down that side. Yeah, for Xavier sure. Co- Xavier Coates is a better footballer, a better winger than Ronaldo Mulitano. Yep. The fact that he wasn't in the squad from, from day one is just moronic. Yeah. What about what about Queensland blaming Xavier Coates for last game? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Like, Gildy, I, I can kind of tell in the tone of your voice that you really don't like how disloyal or unsupportive they are when they lose a game. Do you know what shits me about Queensland is this, right? Well, they bagged the fuck out of us for all those years, right? Oh, look at New South Wales chopping and changing their side. You know what? They've lost one series and they're carrying on like drips. And you know what? So fuck them. I hope they lose another 10. I really do. You know what? And you know what? You know, you said it's a boring game. I love boring games when New South Wales are winning by 70. Whatever. It's funny. If when we were when New South Wales lost eight in a row, I feel like particularly when Sticky came in as coach, the rivalry was reignited. And I think it went on another level of support because every game sold out now. They didn't always sell out years ago, like decades ago, origin games. But they sell out like Weeks in advance now, and 
And when and they were look, losing, the point I was going to make is when they were losing, Origin was alive. When Queensland starts losing, it's like the end of the world, and that's it. Origin's dead. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. When, back in the early two thousands, yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the early two thousands when we won that third series in a row, mm. like the Queenslanders were saying that Origin was dead. Yeah, and then when we're losing. It's, for some reason, it's like we enjoy it more. Yeah, it's weird. Massacres. It is weird. You know what? Because you know what? I still, you know what? Doesn't like they say, oh, we bleed red, blah, blah, blah. They are the first ones to throw people under. I remember when we lost all those games in a row, all those fucking series in a row. I'd always go, oh, you know what? We could win next year. Do you know what I mean? 100%. 100%. And, you know, every time, every time. Oh, God. I hope they pick Jared Hayne at fullback and not Dugan. But anyway, yeah. what's that? You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Queensland lose, and they go, "Oh, we're the worst team ever." The Queensland players are a disgrace. Oh God, those guys are trying. Do you know mm. what I mean? I'd mm. be filthy if I was, um, if I was a Queenslander listening to some of the some of the uh, greats, like Cooper Cronk. He's the worst. He's a fuckwit. Fair enough. Look, I can't stand him. Look, going back to Ronaldo Mulatalo's uh, debacle, my second question in relation to it is, should the NRL stop ineligible origin players from representing either state at the junior level? Because that's what he did, and that's what's obviously confused him. Obviously. So... If you're not eligible for the men's team, you shouldn't be playing under 16s and 18s and 20s. Nah, you know what? I disagree because you know what? That stems the that stops the player from making representative sides, and that I don't have a drama with it as long as they're aware of what the situation is. Which I reckon he would have been aware, and I reckon yeah, I reckon I, I, I'm, I'm positive they were aware, man. They were just trying to see see what was going to happen. Yeah. Well, look. Andrew Abdo, the CEO of NRL, and Peter Volandis, the commissioner of the ARL, they've both come out and said, look, um, we need to clear up some, you know, tweak the confusion around here. And they'll they'll fix it by game three. And if they want to pick Mulatalo then, I reckon they'll it will be fixed up. You know what I mean? So, so, well, so, so they're changing that, the rule. No, they they'll no way. Yeah, like if they give him some, I don't know, they need to they need to either nah. stop juniors playing like under 18s and under 20s. Mate, Sean Johnson played for, for New South Wales, didn't he? No, Sonny Bill, Sonny Bill did. Sonny Bill, wait, they know. They already know they can't play. Mm. And I've got no dramas with them playing junior reps. Yeah. And if so they're good think, enough, so they'll do what happens with, with semi-redradra. If they're good enough, they'll pick them for Australia without having to play Origin. Oh, he's yeah. he's not good enough. Oh, yes. He's I not agree good with enough. that one, Gilly. So, end of story. I agree. So I agree. So, Dan, you're saying that they're going to have a look at the rule and Molitano is going to be available for game three. Uh, there was a but thing. The rule says he can't thing, play. There's a thing at the bottom of the eligibility thing, um, you know, document which says, you know, you need to put in a form for an exemption, right? And hmm. they've knocked it back because they put the form in on the Saturday and the game was on Sunday. <laughs> And it's like, hey, no, imagine away. if this had been New South Wales trying to do this. Imagine if it had been New. Come poor, on, fuck poor, you! You can't play. Hey, poor Queensland, eh? 
Uh, and not only that, seriously, Xavier Coates, Xavier Coates and Dane Gagai are probably the best two players in Queensland right now. That is interesting, and I can't really argue with you. Not that I want to argue. What are, with what are they even looking at him for? Who cares? He's not going to make a difference. Yeah, boys, still on Origin. We'll move into the player ratings. So the average between the NRL.com and Fox Sports Australia ratings. Fox Sports was a bit more lenient than NRL. NRL were ruthless. They they went like, they just shit on Queensland and Fox Sports went, hey, we feel bad at Queensland. So that's why we've got the average. <laughs> so we'll start with Queensland. In the fullback role, Valentine Holmes, 3.75. Is it fair or unfair, Clarky? I, oh, I think that's a bit unfair, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. That's he very low. He's not a three. He didn't do. He didn't do that. He didn't do anything super, but he didn't do anything horrible either. They were running out of the top of him. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember him like constantly dropping the ball or. Nah. Uh, oh, I don't. No, I, I don't think rough. I, I think yeah, I agree. I think nrl.com nrl.com obviously uh skewed the the average there because they they gave him a three. You, you know, know what it is, man. What did uh, what yeah. did Fox give him? Four and a half. You know what it is, yeah, man? I was going to say five. I would have said five too. You know what? They just don't understand football, Dan. It's as easy as that. <laughs> Who doesn't? We do. That? They don't. <laughs> they should probably get it. They should probably hire us, eh? The NRL podcast. They should. They should. Morons. Sorry, the Rugby League podcast because, you know, you, you, you two can do your NRL podcast over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Xavier Coates, 3.75. A what? joke. A joke. No. Mm. Mate, he gets he gets at least he gets five just for effort. Yeah, yeah. I, I give him a six, man. You know what? He kept taking hit ups. He's the only one who looked like he was going to catch Latrell, and he came from the other side of the field. Yep. Yeah. Mate, he almost scored a try. It was only because Tom Travojevic is the best player in the world right now that he stopped that try. Mate, fuck. 3.75. Grow up. Seriously. NRL gave him two and a half. That's a joke, that's, man. That's, well, why, why is it his fault? It's not. Like, there was two. Oh. How many tries were scored on his side? Two? Was it two tries? No, nah, no, they, they scored three, right? They scored Adekar scored two and Trebojevic scored how many? One. One. But, but in saying that, man, it's not like they were going through him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? No, it was all being like, there was one where. Um, it was just po- the first try to Adokar was just poetry in motion. And it was uh, Joey Arrow's fault, which ha- which then uh, causes Xavier Coates to hit his centre. But the Blues... He's got, to come- he's got to come in. But the movement... Yeah, exactly. And the movement was just way too sleek to, to, to defend. And if they go, oh, my God, Xavier Coates came in, then they obviously have no idea what, what rugby league... Uh, defensive. He, he 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 made one error, right? The error was when uh, Tedesco was running across field and threw the ball out the side, and he committed. He committed to. Um, I think he committed to Trebojevic. It went out the back to Addo Carr. Do, do you remember the one I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. There was one that he committed early. He made an error. Yeah, fuck, he made an error. Like every other fucking Queensland player did, mm. and they give him a two and a half. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Boys, Kurt Capewell, 5.75. What? Hey, fucking hell. 
He was over the two. He didn't do anything. He got right over the top of the whole game. He made the most meters for them. Oh, whoop-de-doo. Most, most, most meters for no points. Well done. <laughs> Clucky. <Who cares? laughs> just, I'm just taking all this in. Gil is in a mood today. It's yeah. good. I like it. Um, yeah. Mate, if, he probably... Yeah, no. You don't think so? He's probably four. But if you're comparing it to the other scores, then yeah, a two. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know why they, I don't know. Like when you, when you look at Holmes's and Coates's score, and when I say gag eyes, you'll probably flip out too. When you look at their scores, (laughs) it's hard to give Kurt Capewell two or three more points than them. Oh, hmm. Fucking hell. <laughs> but anyway, it's a joke. Dang guy, 4.75. It's not it's not too bad actually. I I I, I think Gagai, honestly, I, Gagai didn't stop trying. It's just he's up against Latrell. I didn't think he did a bad job against Latrell either, let's be fair. Like Latrell, yeah. Latrell scored an intercept try. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't Gagai that threw the balls, Holmes that threw that ball. So hmm. you know. He uh, didn't barrel hey, over. He didn't barrel over him. Uh, barrel over him for a try. Uh, you know, it's funny. They both play for each other. You know, they play. Both, they both play for South. They really into each other. You no, know, really. I, I thought really Gagai, into each other. I thought Gagai was fit. whenever Latrell like went grubby on him. Yeah. Gagai didn't react. No, he didn't. He didn't react. And vice versa. And vice versa, though. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. Yeah, it was good. It, I, I, I'm just interested. I wonder if they're mates, how good of mates they are. I reckon they're mates. Yeah, right. Fair I enough. They are. Uh, but I've Not always, like, I've always been interested. Chambers. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> I've always um, been so curious to know which teammates are mates and which ones can't stand each other. I've always wanted to know that. Yeah, true. But, um, we'll move on to Cole Felt. He got a whopping 3.25. That was probably fair. Yeah. Mate, well, I, I thought he I thought he played better than last last time. I thought, you know what? I thought, you know what? He played all right. Yeah, what I also realized last night watching him. Hmm. He's probably my most hated player in the NRL right now. Because <laughs> he wanted to start every um on, mate. he wanted okay. to third man on, Friday. Mate. Go back, go back to your, go back to your wing, your fog. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> he put, um, he put, he put a really good shot on someone at one point. Um, was it was it Ty? Whether he caught the ball, he just yeah. to catch no, the ball, and he came Luai. through and belted him. I think it was Luai. Luai. It was a, it was a great shot, you know. Yeah. And on top of that, man, he was the one most likely looking to score points. I know he didn't. I know he dropped one ball in the air, and then he got the top, or ripped the ball yeah. out. But, but but in saying that, man, he's there. He's roundabouts. He's very close. You know. Look, I thought he did well. with the high ball. He got it over Toto. Toto did well to get the ball out of the red zone for New South Wales. But I overall, if they threw the ball out to Toto, he kept him quiet. But they went more to the right side this game than the left. Yeah, they did. Uh, the number six, Cameron Munster, four for for Munster. Yeah. Probably four or five. Yeah, it's probably fair. Mate, we, with him, it's well known that he's a left side player. They, they talk about this a lot, right? 
He doesn't move over to the right side much. He maybe yeah. he should, but he doesn't, right? Mate, if he doesn't get the ball on the left side, what's he meant to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, if the hooker and the half aren't feeding him the ball, like, I don't know what their strategy is, Queensland, but that everyone knows that he's a left side player. Well, their strategy you know what is nothing. Well, mate, I think I think we've I think we've at the moment we've given Paul Green a bit of a I'll I'll say we've given him a rap because we haven't talked him down like. I think he's got a few questions to answer on Paul Green. I don't, I don't think he's going to be the coach next year. He's only signed a one-year contract. Oh no, he's because uh, <laughs> you say because you, you say he's a he's a would you say left-sided player and he's not getting the ball. It's like well, they've obviously got some sort of game plan and the game plan's set by the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, look, I, I don't know if you guys know this, right? Munster doesn't seem to get smashed. Have you noticed that? He, st- he stands in a lot yeah. of tackles. He doesn't He's get pumped. Player. He doesn't get pumped. No, he doesn't. No. no. They just need to give him the ball earlier and more. Like, look, that 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 pass to Xavier Coates, if you do three or four more of them, he's going to score two of them. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Daly Cherry Evans, 4.25. Mate, did he get extra points for crying at the end? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I didn't see him cry. Oh, I saw him you cry twice. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I'll, t- and I'll tell you the other thing. Mate, when you're the captain, you're meant to be standing in the middle of the circle giving the speech, not Ben Hunt, the bench player. Yeah. What a joke. That, that was odd. That was very odd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I, I think four. I think 4.25 is, I think... Um, is flattering him, to be fair. Yeah. Mate, I reckon he got a three. Yeah. yeah. He was... He was he did not dominate as a as the Australian halfback. No fucking uh, way. Anyway, Christian Welch, five point seven five. Yeah, fair. I think he ran hard. Mate, I thought, he is so. I, I still think he's underrated. I still think he's underrated. Mate, if you had to pick the best props right now, though, he's not on that performance, mate. He, mate, he wasn't. He wasn't one of them. No, that's that's fine, but at least like he, having him and Josh Papali'i at the front at least gave him some sort of um, gumption at the start of the game. But you know what? This is another thing we forget. This is another thing we forget, mate. They didn't really have another big bopper coming on. Like, well, they did for but they didn't have a Lindsay Collins. We forget yeah. that Lindsay Collins wasn't playing this year. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, man, there's some players Queensland are going to get back in the next couple of years. It's going to be more competitive. Oh, Andres Papali'i, he got 5.75 as well. Are we happy with that or do you think it's um, overreach? No, I thought he was their best forward. Well, he didn't miss a tackle. He made 35 tackles, didn't miss one, uh, 55 yeah. minutes. I thought he did well. I watched the game with uh, my my uh, my mum, who knows nothing about rugby league, and yeah. um, and she even made mention about Papali'i. She goes, gee, he goes all right. Yeah. And she wasn't talking. You know what? She she wasn't talking about his looks. That's for certain. <laughs> he does oh, stand out though. He does yeah. stand out. Oh. Hair too. Yeah. Well, it's getting longer and longer, isn't it? Yeah. Boys, Andrew McCulloch, also five point seven five. Nah, that's that's flattering. <laughs> what for? What do you get that point for? How many tackles did they make? Thirty three. Thirty three. No missed tackles. So Papali made the same amount of tackles and he's the hooker and he doesn't have to do any running. Nah, sorry, three. Well, McCulloch had less minutes than Papali'i. 
Yeah, well, maybe that's a problem in itself. If he, look, if, if, uh, if he they, was good enough, they would have given him more minutes. Look, I thought McCulloch's, um his service was was way too slow. He's he's he runs a hundred meters in probably twenty seconds as well. But the the service is an issue for me as a, as a, as someone that appreciates the hooker role. He picks the ball up. He looks at the he looks at who he's going to give it to as he's picked it up. The, the the line speed's way too quick, and he goes, "Oh, here you go," and they lose meters. <laughs> like just too slow, man. Yeah. Way too slow. I don't, I, I, look, I think he's normally pretty good. I think he's just old. He's just not good enough anymore. Jai hmm. Arrow five point two five. That that first shot he did at in the start of the game, I thought if they can continue on that, hmm. you don't see Safidi bash like that ever. Yeah, he, he did you know first tackle? It was a bomb. Yeah, it was. Uh, 5.25, was it? Man, mm. I thought he was one of the better forwards for them. Look, he, I think hard. he did stuff up the in the first try, but, you know, it's not all. You know. It was just way too creative from New South Wales for them to defend, and he was just there to, to cop the, the mistake, I guess. But... Yeah. I still think, yeah, I think you're right. I think he was one of the better edge forwards um, of the pack, or forwards in general, really. But not good enough, obviously. Yeah. Clarky, what do you think of Jai? He's a he's a rabbito. Yeah, mate. I've, it was, I think that I think that number's a bit flattering. Mm. If you're given, oh, actually, no, I'm not going to think about the what they gave the points to for the backs, but yeah, I guess. He did what he did. It wasn't, yeah, wasn't. Well, we the thing yeah. with him, the, the thing with him is, mate, he's a set, he's a middle forward. He's not an edge player. Do you know what I mean? Like, so he 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 does his work through the middle. He's not a massive prop. He's a, a rugged second rower who moves into the middle of the field and does middle of the field work. Mate, he didn't trouble. He didn't trouble the left edge at all. That and that's where he was. And that that and that's the risk you run when you bring Fafita off the bench because Fafita's an edge player. Yeah. And he's also, he was also dog shit, in my opinion, but we'll get to him. He did. He did absolutely nothing. <sighs> Boys, in the number 12 jersey, Felice Kafusi, 4.25. Yeah, yeah man. It's what, probably look, fair. Uh, yeah. Man, look. Didn't what, do anything. What's he meant man. to do? Like, yeah. You've got to feed him the ball. Run yeah. the ball. I don't know. I don't think he was any worse than... I thought it was a five. What about Tino? Four. Yeah, a shocker. Yeah, a shocker. I thought four was flattering. I, I thought he got he got pumped out of the game at the start, and then he's attempted tackle. Do you remember at the start of the game when Turbo? Uh, yeah, Turbo put it. Uh, he gave it to yeah. Adokar, I think it was. No, no, no. What was but the one where they he, dropped he, it? Cameron Murray dropped it. But he, yeah. but he missed this tackle. This attempt. It was to turbo. turbo. It was on oh turbo. God, yeah. he just swung off the back of him. Yeah, that's right. It was. He went to tackle. He just. He went to tackle him high. Turbo pumps him, gives it to Murray, who drops it. But it should have been a try. But then, yeah. yeah, nah. he only played forty minutes. He was shit. But anyway, right. Nine, nine, nine hit ups in forty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. yeah. Yeah, that's shit. Maybe he should have put a maybe he should have put a stink on. <laughs> Boys, Ben Hunt, five point two five. 
mate, he was their best half, I thought. I thought he deserved a six, six and a half. I think six at half is very generous, but um, I, I, I reckon he's the only one that when he came on. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, no, he looked no. A he, more dangerous, but he was. I don't think you say he's the best half. He's probably the best player. Yeah, well, one of them. Like, who else was better than him? I think he Except only made one. Two props. He, only, he only threw one shonky pass that didn't mean anything because they didn't stuff up from the pass. That's that's probably the only um, issue I had with him. I thought he was good. I like Ben Hunter's in a 14. I think he's a really good 14. Yeah, so do I. So do I. So, you know, he probably should have been there last game. Anyway. Mo Fodawaka, 4.5. Yeah, it's probably fair. Uh, I, I didn't even much, notice him. How long him. was he on for? How long was he on for? He ran hard. 36 minutes. Yeah, look, maybe start him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't he's know. A, he's a big body. He just didn't have the impact. I, I didn't think he had the impact like game one. No way. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Day for feeder, 4.5. Flattering at best. Flattering, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what they need to do with him? They need to feed him the ball early and often and just say, David, just keep running the ball. Just keep running. Because he makes inroads. He's a hard runner. Yeah, he's just a He just doesn't flop. get the ball. They need to give him the fucking ball. Run the ball. He's just a big sloppy on, body. That's what he is. He, he was on for 53 minutes and made 11 hit-ups. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty poor. How many tackles did he make, though? 17. Oh. It doesn't seem like much, but, I mean, they're not running at him either. Yeah, whatever. Non-factor. Who who was it out of you two? It could have been both of you, actually, that said his efforts in attack are not mirrored in defence. Uh, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. It was actually Banslam. Oh, up. there you go. He's right. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't, doesn't defend. Do well, he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything in his own half. He doesn't do the hard hit-ups. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't He doesn't bring it back out when, you know, the shit hit-up that no yeah. one wants to do. You don't often yeah. see Dave from Peter doing that hit-up. He's not doing it. He doesn't want to get pumped. He wants to get the yeah. glory in space. Yeah. Uh, and for Francis Mollo on debut, 4.25. I thought Man, I th- he was he went all right. good. <laughs> I thought he was good. I just he just went unnoticed. He didn't fuck up. So uh, like he didn't shouldn't fuck have been up there poorly. Yeah, he nah. played more minutes. He played more minutes for Queensland than he did for North Queensland the week before. Is that right? Uh, that just that tells me that North Queensland are doing something right. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, all right, boys. We'll move on to the victorious 2021 State of Origin winners, the New South Wales Blues. Now, just just before you go on, Dan, I just want to say something. Of Mate, course. if Welch had, if um, what's the fullback's name that got injured? The young bloke, Calipana, Reese Walsh. If Reese Walsh had played, honestly, he would have got destroyed. It's a yeah. blessing in disguise. Yeah, they. I think the they would have ragged him. The 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 public or the so the pundits in the media that were like, you're like particularly Gil, uh, Phil Gould. He was like, you're gonna stuff him up. You got, you got. This is bad yeah, for his I development. Hundred percent, he was on the money. Disguise. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with Gould. I'm with, I'm, I'm yeah, with him not playing. He's the wonder boy. He, um, do you look when, 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 when the Queensland were running out and he was clapping them on? Yeah, I was just looking at him, going, "Oh my god, he, he's tiny." Oh, they're gonna say, "Oh my god, he's so beautiful." <laughs> and, I was, and he's I was, I was saying that. 
I, so was I. I go, look at his eyes. <laughs> They're so dreamy. Uh, uh, boys, we're going to the play ratings for the Blues team. James Tedesco, man of the match performance, 9.25. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Eight and a half I would have given him and still given him man of the match. I don't think he did anything super. <laughs> oh, come on. He hey, was... Look, look, man. Was he as he good was... as Trevojevic last, last, last origin? No. 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 So, was he 9.25? No. 8.5? Yes. Whatever. You know why they, you know why they gave Turbo less? is because he let in the one try that Queensland scored. That's why he got... Yeah, true, true. Look, man, I, th- I thought... Look, Tedesco was our best player. I'm not bagging him. I'm just saying that I thought all across the board, if every yeah, New you South are. Wales player... <laughs> hit, hit, no, I'm not. If every New South Wales player hits an 8 or an 8.5 or, or a 7.5, they, they don't need a player that's going to hit it. He wasn't almost perfect. He didn't hmm. make about three breaks. He didn't score three tries. You know, he was an 8.5. He played well. Yeah. Brian Toto. Seven point two five. That's a bit low. I think I thought yeah. he played well, but I, I had him. I had him. I had him in my three two ones. I thought he was. I thought he was unreal. Two hundred and thirty meters, twenty five runs. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. awesome. I thought he's he's didn't he didn't give a fuck about getting the ball in the red zone, and he always bumped someone off. He always beat the first guy. Usually beat them anyway. Oh. And he just Mate. ran it with purpose. And, and he justified his position, his selection as a winger. I'm going to say something about like having players like him, Latrell, Jerome Luai, Josh Adokar, those boys that get you G'd up. They're just a, they're just a turn-up they're, they're the turn squad. They get you G'd up. And you need players well, like mate, them him, in your team. With him, he's an anti-David Fafita. He does the shit. He does the shit stuff that nobody wants to do. 100%. He comes in and takes the pressure off the forwards. Yeah. And you know what? Like, he, that, that goes unnoticed. And he doesn't, he doesn't, he might not make a massive run, but it just gives the forwards a couple more seconds break and then yeah. they run it straighter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought it'd he be interesting. better than 7.25. I thought he was an eight. Yeah. Yeah. It'd, it'd be interesting to see what um, <clears throat> Ivan or even Freddie would think. Like, did he has he exceeded their expectations? Because oh, I reckon they knew he was going to do. I reckon they backed him, picking him, knowing this could, he would he, do this. he's playing exactly the same as when he plays for Penrith. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Which, yeah. which one of us? Just can you remind me which one of us picked him in the Origin side? Uh, Did you know right. pick him? All right, Nick. <laughs> you also picked James Bowen. You picked Javid Bowen. Bowen. Hey, hey, you can't talk about any Queensland players, mate. You didn't pick a side, so you shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it's because Clarky knew this would happen. He knew it'd be seventy-six to six hey. after game two. Boys, uh, Latrell Mitchell, nine. Yep, eight and a half, nine. Yeah, he didn't do much in the second half, but I had a reckon, blinder in the first half. I reckon, mate, I reckon he, was I reckon a he was ten in the first forty minutes. I reckon he was a ten. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then in the second 40, it was like a eight. He looked gassed. Yeah. He looked gassed. I'm telling you. Mate, he, he was ga- He was gassed after that, that try. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm, I, he was gassed before that hey. try. I'm telling you. There was, one, a... there was one scene at, at the end of the game where um, Tedesco helps him take his jersey off. Yep. Jesus Christ. Get off the burgers, Latrell. Yeah. Oy. 
It was yeah. it was very jiggly. <laughs> anyway, Tommy Turbo eight point five. Yeah, that's fair. He's yeah, dangerous as out on, on the right side without without doing something yeah. ultra. Great. Yeah, like he wasn't. A, he, I feel though like he wasn't as busy, but it was still unreal. Yeah, hundred percent. Josh Addo Carr seven point seven five. I just, thought, I just thought he played well. He doesn't make any errors. He's the best winger in the world. Well, he's Jerome Luai, 7.5. I think it's fair. I thought it was obviously he didn't make quieter. Any, did, yeah, but, mate, he did what he, well, he did exactly so, what you said last week, I think. He no, distributed he the ball correctly. He no, did it at the right times. He didn't do it. It was a bit It was a bit more frantic in the first half, I, I felt. like he didn't, he didn't look like he wanted the ball in the first half. He's such a fucking shit stirrer. Oh, Mate, he would be the worst. I love it. That's why they picked him. Yep. Oh. He'd be the worst. He'd be the best to have on your team. I love the finger waving. I love the finger waving. He'd be the best to have on your team and the worst to be against. But even they, I they feel as... last for 11 years. Fuck them. Yeah. I love it when... I feel as though when he does... When he makes errors, the team, like the opposition get right. G'd up because they can give it back to him. But I yeah. think he feeds off that. He's like... Yeah. I'm annoying them so much because look at the reaction I'm getting when I stuff up. He, they he don't know that it's feeding him. He would have loved that they got the shits at the photo with him standing over Felice Cafusi. Oh, 100%. Oh, loved it. It's well, framed. I, I, I'm, I it's brought it up. above his bed. Yeah. hundred <laughs> I, 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 I would. <laughs> I think I brought it up in like episode one or something. I've heard a story about Jerome Luai. I think it was like his sixth first grade game. He come up against the Melbourne Storm, and apparently he was sledging Cameron Smith. That's mad. six games yeah. into his NRL career. So I think Cameron Smith at the time had paid like three hundred and thirty, mm. and just sledge, sledge, sledge. You know what I like about him? He, he does it on the field, but he seems like a pretty nice guy off the field. Yeah, you know is that? Yeah, yeah. 100%. On the field though, he's a demon, and I love yeah. it. Boys, Nathan Cleary, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm he did. Go. I think he did his, Yeah, he did his wasn't, job. Wasn't, wasn't as good as last game, but still good. Yeah. Better Again. than Daly Cherry Evans. Oh, <laughs> it's just a team. The reason why these scores are like, yeah, it's because everyone did a job. Everyone did their job. Oh. No one was left well, out. His kicking game was phenomenal. He led him around the park, yeah. which is which is his job. Mate, Dan would have loved this, but there was one bit where he did one of those funky little moves as he's moving from right to left. Where he sort of he throws the ball up to himself. You just see oh, that. Oh man! Twenty out. Man, you know what I'm talking about. That. Yeah, man. yeah. And he set up a try with it. I, 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 in my head, I went, "Oh, Dan's frothing right now." No, it's mad. <laughs> it's, he's, you could see him doing it for the. You could see him doing it for the Tagaroos. Yeah, yeah, he could. <laughs> Look, he he's could. shaping. He was shaping the kick, and he passes it, and he makes. Yeah. He draws three players doing it. It's awesome. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, our boy Daniel Saifidi, 7.75. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, oh, mate, that's about right, but I thought he played good. Yeah. Took the ball, took the ball right into the teeth of the. Yeah, mate, that, that's the hardest runs he does. He has the first ones. Yeah. He was the. He was great. He was the only starting forward to run over 100 meters. Is that right? Yeah, wow. Hmm. He's. Uh... Prop counterpart Junior Paulo six point seven five. That's rough, I reckon. Yeah, that's a bit rough. Mm, he got the seven. 
second. Oh no, he didn't get the third lowest score. Well, what, what do they want him to do? Like he's he's got a role. His role is to stop Josh Papali, and he stopped him. That's it. You know it, I mean? it, like, it just feeds into how you know majority of football. yeah That's majority of rugby league supporters look at the like the tries. They're looking at the tries. They're not looking at how you set up the platform to get the tries. And he's yeah. he's a big factor in the go forward. I think. And did, did he miss job. any tackles? Um, Clarky, he made no errors and <laughs> no. Ah, uh, see, yeah, six missed tackles. Yeah. Uh, you mean six, right? I wonder if that's where you know Munster's grabbing across field and just yeah, they count. You know, army yeah. players off and they yeah. count. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. There's no line break. Do you know what I mean? No, that's right. They didn't. They didn't break the line once. I don't think they, Yeah, I was going to yeah. say the whole team. I don't think broke the line because it was zero. You know, so. I, 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 I'd be happy. I'd be happy with a team making fifteen missed tackles. I don't care as long as there's no line breaks. Yeah, you know that's I mean? right. Keep yeah. in front of you. Hundred percent, Hanji. Damien Cook, seven point two five. Mate, I, I, I didn't think he did anything. Just passed the ball. Yeah. He, he, yeah. I did a lot of tackling. I was, I was saying this to my brother yesterday. He's like, Damien Cook was shit. I was like, you can't say he was shit. So because if he's not giving the ball to the right people, they're not scoring. And he goes, I could have, I could have made those passes. <laughs> whatever. Um, he made whatever. forty. He made forty tackles. He does make a lot of tackles. Have you seen how he tackles though? He sort of just sort of lets them run into him and just grabs on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he very like. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That's just the way he's got to do it because he's not a massive man. You know. Hmm. And he it's did, like he did it, make an attempt at one try out of dummy. He heart. got slammed. <laughs> he got pumped. <laughs> but like it's like when they, he gets tackled, he's like, it's like he's saying to him, guys, don't smash me, I'm small. <laughs> like, Please yeah, don't. That's what it was like. Yeah. yeah. But he just keeps hanging on, man. And that's what he's talking, you know. Uh in the eleven jersey, Cameron Murray, Clarky's boyfriend, seven point two five. Well, it was a bit light. I thought he played well. Clarky's... His defense is outstanding. Oh, he was. Yeah. I thought in the first half he was he was on that pathway to being man of the match, and then obviously he gets subbed and he's a bit quiet. But he was mad yesterday. He made a couple of errors, like big big whoop. It was twenty six nil. <laughs> like doesn't matter. I, th- <clears throat> I think with Azayo playing the way he's playing, if he can continue to play this good for a couple of years and. Victor Radley, whether he ends up making this team or not, because he's a absolute lunatic. I think Cameron Murray's just he's gonna be a, he's gonna be on that edge for a number of years. That'll be his thing. He'll be a middle forward for South and then they'll move into an edge because he just locks that locks that edge. Like no one gets through him. Mm. Well, you know, that's thing, Clarky, that's that's the tough edge to defend on as well. So not only is he standing out as a defender, but he's standing out on the shit edge. Do you know what I mean? That's just, the edge where you go towards attack, which just shows you he's even better than people think. Well, well that's the thing, because he's not doing it every week. He's coming in in a position that he doesn't play and does it like extraordinarily well. Yeah, his defense is on song. Yeah. Mm. Tarek Sims, 7.25. Mate, I, I thought he... He's the most – he was the most – I thought he was our best forward. There you go. You want to so hear, aggressive. You want to hear something funny? He's yeah. probably one of the first New South Wales players I can think of 
that plays well for his state only and not really his club, which is what Queenslanders were known for. Remember, they're like, oh, you're gonna, you always got to pick them, you know, be loyal because they'll, they'll perform for your state. Tarek Sims is one of them. Yeah, look, I think with Tarek Sims, he's 30 compared to all those 25-year-olds. He's mad. Um, mad. He got lucky. He got lucky, I guess, that Crichton was suspended in the first game. Yep. Um, look, if he continues to play, oh, he deserves his spot. And um, But he's got to play well in club to keep his spot because they're going to pick Crichton next year if he doesn't play well. I agree but with you. I thought he played great in origin. He I thought he, I origin. thought he deserved more than seven point two five as well. Yeah, seven point two five is very low, mate. Yeah. He, <clears> ran, before, he ran so hard. Yeah, mate, and he just and he no one hard. wants the no one wants the run at him. Nah, and he because he just Kifusi. oh he just snots people. I was saying before, Colf Colf felt quickly has become a most hated player in the NRL. Tell you what, Tarek Sims is very close to um being. He's probably my favourite player outside anyone playing for South at the moment. Is that right? I mean, he's he just I just love the I just love the way he plays. You know what he is? He's Victor Radley, angry, but knows he's got the technique to not get penalised and yeah, the smarts was, to not get penalised, which obviously comes. And he's with a better experience. runner. He's a better runner of the ball. He's a better yeah. runner of the ball as well. Clark. Yeah. So, uh, Isaiah Yao, seven point seven five. So he got he got unlucky last last origin as well with a score like that, mate. He mm. does all that little stuff that no one. He shores up the middle of the field. He played great, <laughs> I thought. Yep. Yeah, he's he's really good. Jack Whiten four. I thought that's flattering. I don't I don't even know how he got a four, but only because he only got seven minutes at the end of the game. Like, yeah, like you don't get do you four do? for that. You get you don't get four for that. No. But like you said earlier, uh, Clark, I think you said it, um, or maybe you said it, Gildy. I don't know. No, you, it was Clarky. You don't, I don't you don't, say. You don't need you don't need to put him on when he's a dominating. Yeah. You know, well, it's true. You just 100%. he's getting he's getting put on just for the sake of getting put on. Really, to get a game. Yep. Yeah. Agree. Angus Crichton, seven point five. Just before you go on, on that on on Whiten. He's there for a reason. He's there in case a half goes down. Yeah, you know or a back. I mean? Or a back. Or a back. That's what he's there for. And no mm-hmm. one, no one went down. So as a result, you don't need him. But you still need a player like that on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, Angus Crichton, seven and a half. I, I thought, thought he was unreal. Real. I thought he probably, yeah, a bit light, maybe an eight. I thought he was, I thought he was enormous for... Again, someone playing out of position. Like he come in, basically played in the middle for the majority of his forty-one minutes. But I thought he was—I thought he was huge. No, I reckon if he gets through the ponytail, I'll give you another half point. But <laughs> yeah. one hundred and twenty-four meters, he ran for. It was only four meters behind um, Daniel Saifidi. Yeah, uh, he ran. He ran well. He's, he's a good player, man. Like I said, he should be the other second rower. It's just he's unlucky that. You know, circumstances didn't allow it this year. Anyway, he's played too well off the bench now, though. Yeah, yeah like he'll he'll be on the bench in the, in game three just because well, he's what a what oh, a luxury. Definitely be there. Yeah, what yeah. what a luxury for him. Mm. Payne Haas, seven point seven five. I didn't think he was as good as last game, but I still thought he was good. He did his job. 
he was the big whopper coming off the bench. Agreed. The final player, Liam Martin, 5.25. Yeah, Renard didn't get much of a chance. Yeah. Mad. Guilty. Here's a question for you. If Jake Trebojevic comes back to fitness, what do you do? That's a great question. I'll tell you what I do. I bring him straight back in the starting side and I drop Liam Martin and keep um, Crichton. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably fair. Gerbo yeah. <laughs> knows what um, he's been there, done that. He's got the experience. But it's good for Liam yeah. Martin to get these games under his belt because he will be there um, in the future, I'd assume, uh, consistently. Well, you know, starting. it's going to be interesting next year at Penrith because obviously Kate Wells just signed with Brisbane. Yep. Which so he's is going to be the starter. Which, is the, which, which Kirk Cable's denied. Well, we know. He's, he's no, we know he's no. Yeah. He's um, ben Iken goes on about him all the time. Anyway, so yeah. I think he's going, right? So that it just shows you that, that, Kate, uh, that Liam Martin will be a starter next year at Penrith. Yeah. And that's when we'll really see. To me, I think it's premature... Putting him in the team is premature, but I want to see next year. It's like Leota. Leota hasn't played as well being a starter. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Guilty. Our sideline story M's origin edition three, two, ones, please. Who have we got? Uh, Tedesco three, uh, Latrell two, and um, Tarek Sims one. Yeah. Our overall table. Latrell Mitchell is leading the sideline story. Origin edition with four. Turbo and Teddy are equal on three. And Tarek Sims and Jerome Luai equal on one. So it will be interesting to see who takes it out after game three, which is in three weeks. Now, boys, on game three, that game kicks off on July 14, which is five days after the current lockdown period in New South Wales. It is putting the third game at Homebush in serious doubt. The default position for the NRL is to play at Homebush, even if it's a half capacity stadium. That will have 40, that will mean 40,000 tickets are sold. But the likelihood of it being moving is high. And I believe the front runner is Newcastle. If I was Andrew Abdo, I'd be moving it now and just going, let's. Let's move it to Newcastle. They're a they're a rugby league mad city, mm. and Townsville had their their joint game one. It's a dead rubber. Move it to Newcastle. Yeah, really? or I, I'd say give it to the Gold Coast and and shit on them in their state three times. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> you know what, Guilty? I'm I wouldn't mind as a New South Wales supporter. I would not mind if they did that because. They're winning three 0 and to do it on enemy territory would just be yeah a big a big fuck you rub the salt in the wound, but to be to to have all three games outside of a state that is playing in the series has never happened before, and it's not fair. I think they won't make that decision, Clarky, about Newcastle straight away because they would rather forty thousand tickets sold than thirty, but at the end of the day. It all is dependent on money because Flandy's is is open book. He says we need money during COVID. Biggest bid wins. Oh, fair what's enough. 10, what's ten thousand? Okay, 
Ten thousand tickets a lot. What about what about are the NRL bat are the NRL battling so much that they need well, I guess it's five hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll just <laughs> let's be let's just let's just yeah. uh stop that yeah, argument. No, fair call, fair, <laughs> fair call, Peter. Fair call. So what about what about Canberra? Why not yeah, Canberra? Canberra's also Canberra's also um in uh bidding contention too, for yeah, sure. I'd be happy with Canberra. Yeah, so would I'd, I. I'd prefer I'd prefer I'd prefer Newcastle. <clears throat> yeah, why not? Why not? All right, boys. I off my opinion. I don't care where it is as long as they win three 0 Just because um, I kind of am with Landys and they need money, so get the most money, champ. In other rep round results, the England versus combined All-Stars match at the Hallowell Jones Stadium in Warrington, which saw them lose 26 to 24 to the newly named and Tim Sheen's led combined All-Stars team. The under-19s women's origin, New South Wales won 16 to 12 over Queensland. In the women's opens origin, Queensland won 8 to 6 over New South Wales in some con- controversial fashion. Oh, it was uh, a joke. No, the penalty to, for them to win it was was bullshit. Let's be fair. Yep. Really? Yeah. It was yeah, a absolutely. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. She's lifted a leg. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. She fucking. It was a. It was a dead set milking. Yeah. Yeah, she milked it, but she was able to milk it because nah. she lifted a leg. No, nah, I don't know. Nah. I don't know. I didn't like it. I thought the look. There was no six again in in that format and that's the first time the women's game's gone to 70 minutes so that's an extension from the 60 minute games they've been playing um but i thought the referee was whistle happy she just wanted to dominate the game and be in the spotlight uh which made it uh, i thought it was a slugfest man it was shit the game sucked there's like people that are saying it was good are, are joking they're kidding themselves yeah anyway great was, hit by kizzy ass yeah, yeah. There was some good moments in there. Highlights for me, but I think the I don't know if it was fatigue or if it was the fact it was it was also raining, or if it was the ref controlling the game. But I didn't like it. <laughs> I thought it was a shit game. Uh, in over in um England, the England women's defeated the Wales women's side sixty nil. It was a close game, and the Lebanon Malta game in Belmore was cancelled due to the Sydney lockdown. So how upsetting. But boys, over to the English Super League round 11 wrap-up. And unlike previous seasons, this round went ahead during rep round. So a major reason for this was the fact that with COVID ramping up in the UK, teams are aware that they need to complete their fixtures fixtures in order to qualify for the playoffs. So I'll explain it. A team needs to play 70% of their fixtures to qualify for finals. So that's 18 games from 25 at least. Their position on the ladder is determined by win points percentage. So that means wins divided by games played. Does that make sense? So if you you won, yeah. So if you won two games out of 10, you've got a win percentage of 20%. It's, it's a big uh, – there's a big gap there, though. It's 18 to 25 games. If some teams have played 18 games and some teams have played 25. Well, the thing rough. is, the thing is, it's – the way they alleviate that is, like, you know, say you've played 18 games, you can't just be like, oh, I'm done. You're not allowed to. So the rule 
circulates around if you've got COVID cases or not. And like we said in previous episodes, a team needs seven of their players in the top 25 to have COVID or be a close contact of COVID. So they're allowed to, once they have seven plus cases, they're allowed to postpone the match if they wish. Which is what Leeds did the last two weeks. This week they've they've come back because they quarantined for two weeks and they're, they're allowed to play as of round 11. But anyway, each English Super League club was missing their star players due to the England versus combined All-Stars match. Plus the Hull Kingston Rovers versus St. Helens match got postponed due to three Rovers players getting COVID and nine of them becoming close contacts. So they weren't even allowed to play in the England game. So, you know, this is why the World Cup's probably not going to go ahead. Game one, the first place Catalans Dragons defeated the seventh placed Castleford Tigers 16 to 6. The French club are now outright first with the Tigers still producing their hot and cold form this season. Boys, Israel Folau is free to make his rugby league return in Australia after resolving his contract disagreement with the Catalans club. The details were not specified, but apparently he's going to be playing for Southport Tigers next week. Old Clive sorted them out. Yeah. Old Clive sent a check over. <laughs> Mate, he sent, yeah. I reckon he, honestly, I reckon he did what um, uh, Coda Nasser did with Sonny Bill when Sonny Bill fled to France um, when he was with the Bulldogs. I reckon he just paid out his contract and said, here you go, champ. Game two, boys, the ninth place Wakefield Trinity Wildcats defeat the fourth placed Wigan Warriors 14 to six. A massive win for Wakefield against a rep round depleted Wigan side. They've now lost their third match in a row. So they've gone 7-0, seven, seven and oh, lost to Catalans, lost to Hulkingston Rovers, and now they've lost to Wakefield. So not looking good for Wigan. Game three, the third-placed Warrington Wolves defeat the 12th-placed Lay Centurions, 44-18. to 18. Clarkie, your Warrington Wolves. They've got five in a row now, Clarkie, the Warrington Wolves. So they're hitting some red-hot form. Unlike the Centurions, who are now zero from twelve, like mate, they just can't, they can't catch a trick. They're mm. the Broncos slash Bulldogs of the NRL. So they're still no scoring good. a lot of points. So every week they're scoring points. Yeah, yeah. Like they're in some, they're in some of these matches, but fuck me, dead. They're just, I can't see them winning a match now. It's just getting, it gets to that point where you're just like, you know what, we're, we're coming last, not <laughs> getting relegated. So anyway, game four. Guilty your Hull FC team, which is coming fifth place, defeated the 10th place Huddersfield Giants 17 to 10. The third win in a row, four from five, Guilty. We're just treading nicely, mate. Yeah, I know. We're coming up through, We're coming up from the rear, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you're, the you're, way we you're, like it. I know. You, I know you wake up at three in the morning watching their matches. I know. I know what you do. Yeah, I know. Oh, mate, I know. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Uh, game five, boys. The second-placed St. Helens Saints and sixth-placed Hull Kingston Rovers match was postponed due to COVID. Game six, the eighth-placed Leeds Rhinos defeated the 11th-placed Salford Red Devils 38-12 to this morning. So after two weeks off for Leeds, they return with a convincing win. Salford have only won two matches this season. Boys, over to some championship and League One updates. So Division Two and Division Three in England, respectively. 
Toulouse Olympic and the Featherston Rovers are both undefeated in the Championship League. Featherston's 10th win in a row saw them defeat Newcastle Thunder 68-12 to with their winger Gareth Gale scoring six tries. A double hat-trick, boys. Jesus. And Toulouse defeated the Sheffield Eagles 54-6 to with their eighth win in a row. The Sheffield Eagles follow our podcast, boys. They're some good listeners there. Over in League One, so Division Three, the Barrow Raiders are undefeated, winning seven of their eight games. They drew their game this morning against Workington Town. So I'll keep tabs of them every week until they lose, boys. So good luck to them. All right, boys, let's move on to the Sideline Stories Bunker Review, presented by the Rusty Penny Brewing Company. Starting with our usual Instagram fan poll results from last week. Just another reminder to our followers to get involved with our bunker review topics. Make sure you look out for our story every Friday on Instagram and Facebook to make your vote count. Our topics were who will win State of Origin Game 2? 81% said New South Wales. You're very clever. Good, good answers. Now, we all had bold predictions this week. Clarkie, I'll start with yours. You said New South Wales 13 plus, Cleary man of the match. 75% 75% of our followers liked that, and you got half of it correct. So good on yeah. you. Uh, my bold prediction was New South Wales by exactly 10, and Tedesco, man of the match. I got half of mine right. So I got, I got none of mine right. On yeah. shit. So my, 63% <laughs> liked mine. Guilty, 37% liked yours. <laughs> yeah. New South Wales, 12, 10. Cookie, man of the match. It was way off. I said, I said, I said it was a smoky. I said yeah, I was smoky. You did, you did. And you know what? It was so smoky, he was see-through. He was it was yeah, <laughs> it was transparent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh the next topic. Does Jack Whiten deserve his state of origin spot in the New South Wales side? 59% said no, he doesn't. It's a fair whack. Who do you who do you replace him with then? Yeah, who do you replace him with? I'd assume the one saying no are probably like just put another forward in there. Yeah. Uh, and Clark and Clarky, you're you're you advocated for that a while back, but your opinions changed. No, no, I still think we should fall forwards. Yeah, actually, well, what about actually maybe Gutho? Yeah, maybe Gutho. That's if you want a for, if you want a utility. Actually, in saying that, I'd probably keep Jack <laughs> one because the, the the minutes that the forwards can play, you don't even need like Liam Martin's kind of Liam Martin's only playing twenty five minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd keep him because they've got the luxury to do it. Yeah. Next topic. Maybe Gutho? Maybe Gutho? Dan? No. (laughs) Who deserves it more? Gutho or Whiten? Whiten because he's in there before. And because he can fill more positions. Yeah, right. Next topic. If tier two players turn their back on the kangaroos, should they be banned from origin selection? 51% 51% yes. said yes. Only 51. You know why? You know why? Because you're saying if you agree with that and mm-hmm. Jerome Luai, Brian Toto mm-hmm. and Josh Papali'i say we're going to Samoa, yep. you're going to you're going to ban them. That's it. You yep. don't want to pick yep. them. Yep. 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 You're I not am. picking them for New South Wales. Correct. Uh, only if they pick if they're picked for Australia and then they choose to play for Samoa. Yeah. Which, which I'm yeah, saying, I'm saying, yeah. in the event that that happens, you're going to say, "Nah, get rid of him." Yes, 
Ah, oh, user. Seriously, <laughs> nah, nah. Until another nice fabric. You're destroying the fabric of what state of origin means. Mate, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, exactly right, Clarky. It's a, it's how they pick the Australian side. Whatever. Until another nation is elevated to T1 status, they 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 can play for Origin and a T2 Dan, nation. Dan. What? What? 50, 51%, bro. You're wrong. 51%. Oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> if that was 50, if that was, if that 51. was 49, if it was 49 in your favor, if it was, sorry, if it was 51 in my favor, you would have been like, you'd oh, say, 50 50. You'd, you'd say that. If it was 51 in your favor, you'd be telling us you're right. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. <laughs> anyway, next topic keep the six again rule or revert back to full penalties. 71%. Like the six again rule. It's oh, it's okay. a tough it's a tough question for a yes or no. Yeah, we're going on the basis of um the twenty twenty six again. I would yeah. be going on the basis of that. Twenty twenty six again, one hundred percent all day. Mm. Yeah. Next topic: Should accidental high shots be placed on report only? Fifty four percent only said yes. So, I don't understand, are you ready for this? Yeah. You ready for this one, boys? I'll give you something. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this or not. Head of football, Graham Anesley, conceded that the Reese Robson sin bin on Aiden Tolman, so the, the, the shot where he was at basically his ankles, was a massive error, and that the NRL has refined its criteria once again. The test referees are being directed to apply is the quote unquote. Reason reasonableness test, meaning, <laughs> is it reasonable to expect players being able to do anything more to avoid the outcome of a poor tackle? Mate, in, you know in, what? Uh, t- tell me, there's a there's a player up there in the box with them because is it reasonable to expect a referee to be able to get that right? That's a great question. Do you know what I mean? There is, there is players in the box. Yeah, well, they, they, they it's normally, need to be because... It's normally, it's normally Luke Patton or Ben Galea. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know what they've been doing. <laughs> because they've if been, they're the players... They've been, corru- they're they're been corrupted. They've been corrupted by uh, all the nonsense. Uh... Boys, next topic. Should Craig Gower be awarded the, uh, be awarded the 2003 Dalian medal? 76% said yes, he should. There you go. Look, that's an overwhelming majority. He should be. Yeah, that's huge. Send that into Andrew Abdo. Who's yeah, the well, 24 that say no? Who's oh. the dirty 24? <laughs> no, he shouldn't get it. We don't like Craig Gower. <laughs> he, he wants, just a, he just wants to re- bully uh, Mitchell Pierce at a golf club. Yeah. Just, just, to, just to remind the listeners again. Do yourself a favor, Wikipedia Craig Gower, and read his little controversies in his um, hilarious. Yeah. Boys, would Curtly Beal have cut it in the NRL? 53% said no, he wouldn't have, which I agree with. <laughs> and so does uh, so mate, Guilty. It, it's hard, though, like, like, like we talked about. How What's much the definition of cut? Yeah, how much you're paying? If you're paying him 300000 yeah, of course he cuts it. You pay him six hundred thousand. 
He's oh. overpaid. Yeah, you know I mean, like, he's getting tech. Look, he's getting technical, huh? If, it's true, though. Would he have been good at league or not? No, <laughs> that's it. It's not. No. Mate, he would have been great as an attacking player. Shit yeah, so no. yeah, so no. Yeah, so no. He's a defender. The Broncos shopping around Tavita Pangai Jr. Sixty percent said it's a good idea. The other forty said it's a dumb idea. Uh, uh, they're shopping him around to get. Look, you know what's funny? Like we've got these questions that it's it's yes or no. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. It, it's hard because the reason they're shopping him around is because he's still a good player. And you know what? Like Brisbane were playing at a level at one point where they played against Penrith, and he played a blinder. And if they continue to play at that level, he's in the origin conversation all of a sudden. The reason they're shopping him is because he, he's being paid too much for them to keep him. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? They're trying yeah. to open funds to get other players that fit their mould. Yeah. The, this next topic is the second highest um, voting that's weighed one way. So are the Canberra Raiders the biggest disappointment of 2021? 93% said yes, they are. Jesus. Very, very high. So that is the second highest for one, like for voting one way. The highest was back in Bunker Review uh, 11 episodes ago saying, are the Bulldogs, Broncos, Cowboys and Manly just making up the numbers? 96% said yes. 11 weeks ago. wrong because Manly aren't making up the numbers. They sure are not because I picked them in my top eight, guys. Just a reminder. I haven't told you yet, yep. but I did. Um, should the Tigers keep or sack Michael Maguire? 71% said keep. Fuck. Mm. That's uh, pretty. That's pretty overwhelming. Pretty high. I agree. I agree. But yeah. I'm surprised it's that high. Yeah. Guilty right, doesn't agree. I don't because they're not winning and they're not improving. Mm. And yeah. I think one more year. But anyway, um, should Tigers sign Mitchell Pearce? Sixty-five percent said yes, they would. I think that's a that's yeah. Fair enough. I'll tell you what. Give Michael Maguire Mitchell Pearce. Give him another year, and I might change my mind. Yeah, that's fair enough. And, oh, actually, my stats were wrong, guys. This next question is the highest it's been weighed in Sideline Story Bunker Review history, presented by Rusty Penny. I know, the, Sh- I know it. Can I do it? It's, do it. Is Gildy, is Gildy the best panellist? Yes, 100%. You're such a nerd, eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> the last topic... Should Clarky marry Cameron Murray? 100% said yes. He should. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I would man. if I could. I would if I could. Unfortunately, <laughs> I he's, unfortunately he's got a girlfriend. It's the only thing stopping me. And unfortunately, you have a wife I, 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 thought you might say, I thought you might say, unfortunately, I'm married. But, yeah. but no, you say, unfortunately, he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Because if he doesn't. I've got a chance. No, Clark is like Clark is like I'm a polygamist. I'm gonna have both. Yeah. <laughs> All for me. Anyway, boys, moving on to this week's bunker review. Our topics for today: Will the Australian Kangaroos drop Daly Cherry Evans for Nathan Cleary? Yes. I don't know whether will they? Should they? Hundred percent. Yes. I think they will as well. Mate, like. They were talking about it on Channel 9 last night and they were like, I'm an Anari. Oh, Whether DC have... deserve. No. At what point, at what point he... do you bring him in? You've got to bring him in. He's the best. He's, he's, been, he's been shafted. After this 
origin performance. He has game three to kind of prove any worth as a rep, as, as the current Australian halfback. It is a privilege to be selected for your country. You don't just get it because you're there. You need to maintain your form. And his form is fucking whacked out. Nathan Cleary's is red hot. You're picking Cleary. Well, who's the best halfback? Nathan Cleary. Then he gets the, he, he's it. Yeah. Mel Meninga talks about this whole, like, the pride in the jersey. And you, it's, it's earned, it's not given, and all this kind of stuff. It has to be Nathan Cleary. It's not even, it's not even, a, it's not even a debate. Yeah, I agree. The only Nathan debate Cleary. is the only debate is that I hear people say mm. it's has, D- Daly Cherry Evans hasn't done anything against getting keeping his jersey. That's yeah, not. That's, that's, not a, that's, not a, that's not an argument. You Someone is better play. than you. Someone's better than you. They get the spot. Yeah. yeah, and it's not. It's not better over three weeks. It's better yeah. over two years. Yeah, and it's happened. Yeah. Now that we've all agreed with that, does this mean so what we're saying is Nathan Clear is in, Daly Cherry Evans is out of the 17. James Tedesco yep. is the fullback. Will he yep. become the kangaroos captain as he is the current state of origin captain for New South Wales? Yes. Yeah, I think it's just a natural a natural progression and natural the most yeah, that's the answer. Yeah. You can't name anyone else. You can't be you can't be the captain of Australia and not be captain of your state. So you can't. Unfortunately, Cameron Murray can't be named captain. But um, so it'll be Teddy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and he can drink as many beers as he wants in conferences, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, and New South Wales are winning. If anyone oh, yeah. got, if anyone got the shits at that, they're kidding themselves. Seriously, yeah, I agree. Kid themselves. I reckon he should have owned it more. Mate, oh, he Peter like, it. Mate, Peter said, Parr, can, someone get, can someone get me a second one? Mate, Peter but Parr, what, what I'm the saying is he had on the like... Cowboys, he bloody sculled a beer in the locker room and threw it on his head. Yeah, yeah like, awesome. But what I'm saying with Teddy, he should have owned it. Like, he had the can underneath the table so no one could see it, and then he'd take a sip. Like, have it on the table. And yeah, it's a it, sponsor. It's do a sponsor. A, do a reverse Cristiano Ronaldo and put it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gil, did you, say, did you say that? <laughs> Um, I know Christian Ronaldo plays soccer. Okay, so he's probably <laughs> the place. most no, like no, notorious sports star, like most known sports star in the world. And what he did was during his conference during the Euro Cup for Portugal, there was two bottles of Coke in front of him. He grunted at them, picked them up and put them underneath, picks up a bottle of water and he tells, the, tells everyone, drink water. <laughs> and then Coke... <laughs> Lost billions of dollars in shares oh, wow. because of that. Well, he's right. It's about health, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. But they're a sponsor of the Euro, a major sponsor of the oh, Euro. You can, just leave it there. Don't don't bloody... Oh, you, know. you do what you want when you're the best. Yeah, it's true. And, he's and uh, New South Wales captain, currently the best, isn't he? So there you go. There you do go. what you want. Boys, next topic. I've made an independent opinion slash assumption that I wanted to float past both of you and the listeners. So I'm of the I'm of the strong opinion that the six again rule is a masterstroke. However, I'm also of the opinion that the introduction of offsides, as we've spoken about, into the six again, rather than a full penalty for that offense, 
has created an imbalance in fatigue management, which compounded with the Sinbin crackdown has led to more blowout scores than ever before. Teams at the midpoint of the season have been grouped off confidently by anyone that watches it. When I say that, I mean the top two will make the grand final. That's Panthers and Storm. Eels, Rabbitohs, Roosters and Manly will be competitive in finals, but they're not going to make the grand final. Whoever comes 7th or 8th is going to get pumped, and that could be anyone between 7th to 14th. 15th and 16th are the Broncos or Dogs, and they're fighting it out for the wooden spoon. That's this year. My question is, is the NRL 2021 season a write-off in the sense that it has been used as the beta test season for the introduction of new rules and the reinforcement of other rules? I don't think you can say, is it a write-off? Because that's unfair for the teams that are killing it. Everyone's under the same rules, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they have they have brought in the new rule. And it is a, it, it, I know what you're saying. It's a test year. Yeah. But everyone's under the same test. So I don't think it's a write-off. I just think that, you know, those teams are going to, you know, I think it's unfair to say it's a write-off. Okay. It's a write-off for the dogs. Like the right off for the Brisbane Broncos, but it's not a right off for if you're a Penrith fan and you win the comp. Mm. Oh well, it was a right off you. You can't say that. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Like the way the way I look at it, it's like the 01 season. Gildy, you remember that season uh, when the interchange <laughs> the interchange was unlimited, and they went, "Let's try the unlimited interchange," and they did it, and the Eels scored the most points in rugby league history in a season, and we have Mark. Because you had what? Mark Tukey. Yeah, right. And Brad Drew. 150 kilo prop. Anyway. And you can they put him said, on for one run and then they just take him off. Yeah, take him off. Yeah. And they went, look, whoops, unlimited interchange is stupid. And, yeah. you know, that, that that's how I remember the 01 season. You know what I mean? This season is let's let's promote attack football. And let's kind of put defense on the back burner because that's what people want to see. And it's turned out to be this um, imbalance in fatigue that's led to blowout scores, like I said earlier. Maybe you're right. A write-off is a bit harsh, but the determination of where teams are going to be is pretty easy. But Clarky. We'll, we'll see. We'll see at the end of the year when, if those two teams are in the grand final. I think, I think you're right. I think there's six teams that have any chance and the rest don't. If that's what you're saying, yeah. Like it, it's like Clarky, you would agree. It, it seems it seems early in the it seems too early in the season to be making these assumptions. But you know they were made even four weeks in, and the only one, the only team that's improved is Manly. Everyone else is, and and the only one that's gone shit is Canberra. Other than that, everyone's ballparked these teams in the right order. Yeah, and we're kind of. <clears throat> When you say these, when, when I, say, I don't mean you, but when, when these things are said about the competition, it kind of minimises how good Penrith and Melbourne are going. Are, are they just, the question, like, are they just that good? Hmm. Or is that exacerbated by the rule change? Are they made better by the rule change? Because, hmm. like, think, we're looking at both. I think we're looking at two pretty special football teams at the moment. Mm. Yeah. 
that's look i think for a competition the best rugby competition in the world uh that is run with a salary cap it uh it's its goal is to achieve evenness fairness i'm not saying it's unfair because penrith have a, a, a homegrown team and melbourne have the best coach in the world and he just knows how to just produce a great culture it's not their fault not only that, they've, they've just lost cameron smith billy slater cooper Cronk. it's not yeah. like they've replaced well he churned them out at the right he knew what like how to how to combat their loss he staggered the yep. he staggered their retirements i guess and replaced yep. them properly and look i'm just saying like you know the nrl is trying to achieve fairness with the salary cap and it's it's swung right out of proportion in 2021. Would you, would you agree, Dan? If we if we took the penalty away, that last okay, like you said, it's been exacerbated because of the head high rule, right? But if you took away uh, this, the the this year's six again, hmm. so the added six again, take away the added six again, do you think it'd be fairer? As in, like the offside six again? Or yeah, yeah. Take, so make that a penalty. Make that a penalty. Mate, I I, I think it would just the game would look a bit better. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be, I'm running out of dummy half. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm running out of dummy half and I'm just arrowing into the same dudes that are offside and getting two in a row. And then they're just like, well, fuck, I'm, I'm tired. And then I'm running out of dummy half and just scoring. You know, it does it neatens the game up. It makes it neater. Yeah. Yeah. Look, because you know, you know, mathematically speaking, South Mm. and Para only two points behind Melbourne and Penrith. Yeah. Uh, only because, with regards to Penrith, only because of origin. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be another. But, they only but lost it's, those games. But it's not. It's not like Melbourne and Penrith are six or eight points clear of everyone else. Yeah, true. And I still think Manly are a dark horse. I think Manly could make the grand final. Mm. Look, the word and hope is that after reviewing what is a case study season in 2021. The NRL is going to bring every major stakeholder into a room. This is the hope. And nut out what they want the game to look like from 2022 onward. For but what they summit. need to do. Yeah, the summit. And what they need to do is they need to have that summit firstly, come up with what they want the game to look like, ensure that it's good, and then fucking stick with it. Stick with it. Because yeah. change for no rate, change just for the reason to change is, is not is not needed. But anyway. I, I can't see them. I can't look. There was just something that happened this year that wouldn't happen in any other year with regards to head eyes. Yeah. So I, I don't. I don't. I think they're going to scale it back, and it'll be a better game next year. Mate, I, I read an, an AFL article the other day. They're they're in the same boat. They're going through the same the same issues that the NRL is, and that's to change the way that the organisation looks at head eyes. They're going through the exact same thing right now. So. Rugby leg's not alone. The final topic, boys. The NRL has flagged an idea for the future of the NRL women's game. So they've stated that they want to centralise 24 player contracts. So that means it's reserved. These contracts are reserved for, for the 24 best players. And spread these players evenly amongst the six clubs. So that's four of the best players per team spread across you know, six clubs. Each contract will be worth $28,000 with the NRL stating they will do their best to keep these players in or close to their junior 
area due to being part-time players. However, the women are split on this decision. So some are for it. They're for the spreading of talent and the incentive of larger, a larger salary. The others that are against it are saying you should be able to choose where you want to play, not dictated. Peter Volandis has pleaded with the women to think of the bigger picture for the good of the game, stating that stacking one team with the best players will be detrimental to the growth of the NRL women's competition. If the proposal is rejected, contracts will be less than what has been flagged, so less than 28 grand. The question I have, if you were making the decision, are you for or against this centralised contract idea? Four. Yeah. If it means if it's if it means I get twenty eight grand for playing for a team that I don't want to play for, or ten grand or fifteen grand for playing for the club that I want to play for, mm-hmm. you're taking the twenty eight grand. Is it is it about is it about like I think that is this is the thing, right? First of all, are they currently getting paid? Yeah, so the top forty players. Uh, this is what it was. The top 40 players in both Australia and New Zealand were ranked and they got contracts, but they're nowhere near the 28,000 mark. And you know okay, what? You've got to okay. remember as well. You've got to remember that this is 28 grand for five weeks of regular season and potentially two weeks of finals plus training. So that's seven weeks plus training. I don't know how long training goes for. I'd assume at least a month. So let's say it's three months. Okay. Roughly, roughly, you know, what is that? Nine grand. It's nine grand a month you're looking at. Okay. Well, what this is, the people that are saying no would probably be the younger players. Now, I wanna, they want to play with their friends. Do you know what I mean? They don't understand that to grow the game, the best way is to even the competition out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Someone's always, someone's not going to be happy. I'd just like to know which players are the ones saying no and which, which team is it that's going to be stacked? Is it Brisbane? So, Bris- so at the as it stands, Brisbane have won the three competitions. They've won the, the only three that have happened in a row. And yeah. Newcastle's coming in and no one wants to go to Newcastle. I so just don't understand why they wouldn't want to go to Newcastle. I mean, look, you, yeah, you've got to uproot your... I don't know. It must be... It'll be hard. It's easy for me to say because I'm not being uprooted and, and taken to another town. But look, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're a young... If you're a young player coming through and this is the start of a competition where it, the money's going to go up if the competition's successful yeah maybe like the NRL angle at the younger players going to those Newcastle teams because they're the, going to be the ones that best start but then there's the argument you put a new a, a young person in a new town and they don't you know they want to go home homesick blah 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 mm. it's a hard one look maybe give the people for Newcastle a little more more of an incentive to go. Maybe, maybe. But look, they've got to uproot from somewhere else, you know? Maybe they need to give incentives to ones that are moving. Maybe you give them more than 28 grand. Yeah. Yeah. But, I agree with that. But for I, I think it's very inward and very and and very selfish. I'm telling you now, this might sound harsh. And you are right. It sounds easy for me to say. But if I'm to grow a game and we want it to get to the level of professionalism because it's semi-pro now, the NRL women's game. Yeah. If you want it to get to professionalism, you're trailblazing for the game. Yeah. You're the trailblazers. Do it for the do it for the future. You oh, want look, prestige yeah, to go in right. the game, you've got to this decision needs to be done. 
hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. I'm just saying that it, it's just hard to choose which players are going where. Like, you yeah. know what? They could have a draft with those well, players. Why not have a draft? It probably, it probably, it probably is. It probably could be borderlining that idea. You know yeah. what I mean? So, anyway, Clarky, what are you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, it would be difficult to. But that Newcastle's the only one outside of a major city, isn't it? Um, it's Brisbane, yeah. Newcastle, and the rest are in Sydney. Yeah. Surely yeah. they'd be able to find four oh, and, and Gold Coast Titans, but they're in a they're in a pretty decent city. Yeah. So there's Surely eight, eight find... players that get to stay in Queensland. I'm yeah. just be curious to know how many Queensland players are in the best. How, did you say forty? No, no, it's twenty-four now. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. And what's the next tier? Like, just say, for instance, you're not in that 24. Just say you're number 28. How much are you getting paid? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, look, I think that's... The, other thing is this, the other thing is this, right? So you've got the top 24 players getting 28 grand. We we know that, that that top 24 players is liquid. In one year, you might have a player go from 40 to 6. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, correct. Look... We're all for it. We're all for them moving forward and turning the game pro. So, you know, in the in the uh, in an ideal world, that will then improve what the state of origin game was this week, which I disliked thoroughly because it wasn't good quality. So, hopefully, the quality here's grows a, with it too. Here's a question, Dan: Why, why is he even asking? Who owns Who owns the NRL middle game? Well, they need to they need to put it past the stakeholders. So you know what? that it should be an edict. They should just say, "This is what we're doing." If you don't like for, it, I, no, but I don't think you enforce. That's um, was it Terry Hill back in the yeah with the draft nineties yeah. when he sued the ARL for the draft and he won. I think it's it's case law that you, you yeah. can't force someone to move. Yeah, that's <clears> right. We're not forcing. I, I understand what you're saying, but we're not forcing you to move. But then you're not part of the 20, 24 players that get twenty eight grand. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a restri- restriction. I think that's a restriction of trade. Yeah, I don't know if it is, man. Hmm. Because because you pick twenty four players. Why do you have to give? Why do you have to? <coughs> why does it have to be? Just say, for instance, all those players, ten players want to stay at Brisbane. All right. Hmm. Well, if you want to play these rules, if you want to play these games, no dramas. Four players, only four players get twenty eight grand at Brisbane. But then you you're still work it out. But then you're still stacking a team. The team's still stacked. Yeah, but, man, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a little bit about money now, man. Yeah. Because then they're going, okay, how come I'm not getting the 28 grand? How yeah, come she's yeah, getting yeah, the 28 yeah. grand? That's true. That's true. Okay. So so what you'd say is in for every, maybe say this, each hmm. team gets four players of 28 grand and they will force someone to go, fuck it, I'm going. I'm going to yeah. go. Yeah. And I might, be, I might be the 30th best player, but no one else is going. I'm going to take that 28 grand. Yeah. I like it, Nick. Just yeah, put you on the commission. Sense. Put you on the commission. I like it. I like it. Well, boys, we'll leave it at that. Thanks for coming on again. Clarky, Guilty, it's always a pleasure. Never a chore. Also, a big thank you to our sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, and to everyone tuning into episode 23 of the Sideline Story. That's a wrap from us here at the virtual studio. Bye-bye.